You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 150, featuring special guest, my friend, Trevor Berger, currently in Jersey Boys at Stage of St. Louis. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Berra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic, or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Alliance. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get on to the show. Y'all don't understand that I have been threatening to do this episode for years now. And I'm so excited that we finally are blessed with the presence of the goat, Trevor Berger. I first met Trevor when we went to college together at Texas State University. I know a lot of you probably remember him from, let's see, the videos of A Chorus Line, and he also played Emmett in Legally Blonde at Texas State. But since graduating, he's gone on to do some really cool things. He starred as Tony in the international production of West Side Story in Tokyo, Japan, which if you stick around towards the end of the episode, we get to talk about this because that production specifically was very unique. He also played Jack Kelly in Newsies at Red Mountain Theater Company, Franklin Shepard in Merrily We Roll Along, and he is currently playing Joey and understudying Frankie Valley in Jersey Boys at Stages St. Louis. On screen, he appeared in the season one finale of Prodigal Son on Fox and will be appearing in the 2022 Apple TV Plus limited series, We Crashed, starring and executive produced by Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto. He also made his writing debut with his short film, The God Can, which is currently out on the festival circuit and is appearing in festivals such as the Los Angeles Television Script and Film Festival, the California International Shorts Festival, Salty Earth Film Festival, and the Marina Del Rey Film Festival. We talk about it all. I am so excited for y'all to hear this one because not only do we touch the topics of theater during a post-pandemic world, but also how actors who come from a strong theatrical background can also pursue a career in TV and film. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode. Trevor Berger. Wow. <laughs> hey, Maggie. Hey, what an intro. Um, tell us what you're up to these days, yes? Give these days, yeah. I'm here in... St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, I am at Stages St. Louis doing Jersey Boys, actually. First time ever doing Jersey Boys, which is very exciting. Um, I'm playing Joe Pesci and covering Frankie Valley. And then every time Frankie sings pretty much throughout the show, I'm off stage also singing as his vocal double That's to get so that cool. doubling effect, which I did not know they did in the show, but they do that in every production. So this will be um, your first and not your last time doing Jersey Boys, I'm sure. Maybe. 
Let's could hope. be. Here's to hope. Let's hope. It's a it's a crazy show. It's like exhausting. Even not being Frankie, but having to sing all of Frankie pretty much off stage is very exhausting. What's like the most exhausting song in the show in the show to do? Well, they have the big three is what we call them, which is Sherry, Big Girls Don't Cry, and Walk Like a Man all back to back without a mm-hmm. break. Mm-hmm. They just do them all in sequence. Um, so it's always a nice breath of fresh air after we finish the big three. And you get a second to breathe. But Frankie's track is very interesting, actually, just because he's really not the lead of the first act. It really is mm. Tommy DeVito's show. He's mm-hmm. the one taking you through. Um, and then the second act is when we really go into Frankie's life and what happened with his daughter and his marriage and all that. And that that's why I prefer the second act. I got to do an understudy run the other day, um, mm-hmm. do the full show as Frankie. And act two was a lot of fun because you got to really, you got to do more acting and just more scene work. And it was less about the vocal gymnastics of the first act and more about like, now let's get to the heart. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're here. We're doing this through through COVID, through mm-hmm. all of it. Um, it's been a little different for sure. Mm-hmm. When did you um, start you rehearsals? Like Absolutely. Would you, <laughs> don't ask me. Would you like to know how? Um, when, did you, when did you start rehearsals? Like when did you actually start the process of this? And did you audition for this during the pandemic? Yes. I got a self-tape audition through my agents. Um, it's Will Jack and C casting. Um, and yeah, I, I got the appointment for the track that I'm doing. Um, it was just one self-tape, which was nice. I kind of did the one self-tape. I had to sing one of Frankie's songs and then a song of my choice. No sides, which was interesting. Um, but I had to, but they were more, it was cool. This, this, this theater's unlike any theater I've worked at because while it's a very like reputable and established regional theater, it in a, in the best way, like all the good parts of like community theater are also here. Hmm. Like it, it is very family oriented. They do have their regulars that are locals that come back and are like amazing. And like everyone expects to see in the shows. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cool balance between those two worlds of like professional theater and like the family aspect of a nice community theater mm-hmm. um, while putting on like Broadway caliber performances. Our Frankie was the original in the first national tour. Our Bob Gaudio, Ryan Jesse, was uh, on Broadway for a year as Bob Gaudio. The other one, uh, our Tommy was also in the tour as Bob. Like, they're all uh, very native to the show, um, which is very cool. Um, but yeah, so my audition was just one tape. Uh, and then I didn't hear anything for a couple weeks. And then my agent got back to me saying, so there's some interest here. Uh, we'll let you know. I was like, oh, okay. I forgot about that tape. Um, and then, yeah, and then I got it. And part of that was, I think, I knew Gail and Scott because they cast me in West Side Story in 2019. Oh, and um, and Gail is the associate director for this show as well. What? Which is that's awesome. So cool. Yeah. So it was really cool getting to like know her even better. She's the best. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that was my audition. And then we started rehearsals on September 7th. Um, leading up, I had to do all the COVID show, the proof of vaccine, all that stuff um, mm-hmm. before coming. We got a whole breakdown of what uh, the protocols would be. And they're actually not, they're not as like, it gets to a point where you stop noticing them, which is good. Yeah. You know, and you get to just like be in rehearsal and get to just do the work and like you forget about the mask and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, But it's just like little things like getting... Uh, getting to this base and getting your temperature taken and sanitizing and throwing on your mask and just being uh, aware of your surroundings and um, your distance from people and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, yeah, so it's it's been 
pretty uh, pretty easy That's in good. terms of all the the COVID protocol, and it, it it hasn't inhibited the work, which is which I was a little nervous about coming in. I'm like, is this going to be a show about doing the show, or is it going to be a show mm-hmm. about staying safe from COVID, which we all need to do? Mm-hmm. But if we're not ready to to dive into the work, like it's like which what should we you know i'm waiting for that text when you're like so i'm going on for frankie tonight (laughs) (laughs) no 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 chris christopher collie jones our frankie (laughs) did the tour the first national 18 months long didn't call out once this guy is a beast his voice (laughs) is glorious we've done we've we've had to do uh our first two weeks have been nine show weeks nine shows what do you do what do you do to like keep your voice healthy like are you actually warming up or do you feel like you're in a position where you don't have to because you're just singing all day every day yeah that's after the first rehearsal also coming into (laughs) this show and this this specific track after not singing for like (laughs) two years uh was like a shock to my larynx um (laughs) but uh yeah so after the first day I was going home and like I was like, oh no, <laughs> just like exhausted. But yeah, uh, and I usually like personally, usually like the couple weeks of rehearsal is enough to build in the role into my voice mm-hmm. to where then what, well, yeah, now that we're in the show, I don't do like a crazy warm up. I kind of check in with certain things, but I notice about, <laughs> there's kind of a correlation between good musicals um, and the ability to let your lead warm up with the show. Yeah, you know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, Frankie doesn't have to come out and just like do all the, do the big three. You know, yeah. there there's like a nice progression to it. Um, so yeah, at this point, I'm not I'm not necessarily doing like a full warm up. I get my body. I go to the gym. Uh, I get I try to get back to neutral before yeah. the show. That that's more my warm up is not like warming up to high notes, but it's actually just like getting back to like bring the larynx back down, massage mm-hmm. out the neck. The, with this role in particular. In this track, I've noticed uh, tension in places I've never had before. Yeah, of course. Like, of course. To, but this kind to of, get up to that, all those yeah. crazy falsetto-y head coordination notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take me back to March of 2020, right? When the pandemic actually <laughs> hit. What were you doing? Yeah. Where were you? What were you doing career-wise and also just mm-hmm. like life-wise? Where were you at? Yeah, uh, I was in New York. Um, my friend had just come in uh, for the weekend because uh, we were going to see some shows, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we had t- the night Broadway shut down, we had tickets to Company, which I didn't no! get to see, which is so tragic. Um, and I was actually about two days uh, after the shutdown, I was supposed to go in rehearsal for a brand new play called Drift that was happening at New World Stages off Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was covering a lead in that. It's like a five person play. It was the dream mm-hmm. to like be commuting in New York to understudy rehearsals. Like the opening night was the week later. It was going to be a big thing. It was starring Joe Pantoliano, Emmy award winner from The Sopranos, directed by Bobby Moresco, who like was involved in the movie Crash and all these other like Oscar winning movies. Um, and that that whole process working with him just to get the part was enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was very excited, and then it was a big bummer once it was very clear. Oh, this show's not happening anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hmm. So yeah, I was in New York, um, and then on a on a whim to kind of appease the parents, actually, mm-hmm. 
me and Liliana, my girlfriend's uh, parents, were were both from LA. They were like, just come home for a couple weeks, you know. It'll just be. <laughs> and so we packed for a couple weeks, and we went home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eighteen months later, we were still in LA. So, what are you thinking then, moving forward, like after the show and everything? Are you considering coming back to New York, or do you like staying out in LA? Um, I really enjoy LA. I I've been lucky enough to even during the pandemic uh, and right before the pandemic, I was in. Uh, Prodigal Son on Fox um, as a little co-star role named just Leonard. A, just a couple uh, of flexes. Which was a lot of fun and a lot and, and very different, obviously, from the theater world going into like a network television mm-hmm. uh, set. Um, and that was in New York. Um, and there was talk about having the character back and then the show got canceled. Wah, wah, wah. Um, but it's okay. Um, but then, yeah, um, being in LA, I, I was able... Probably like, I think in August 2020, there was a very small short film uh, that was happening um, that I applied for on backstage. Yeah. Because I was like, I just need to work right now. I want to do something. I've been sitting doing nothing, um, obviously safely, and they took all the precautions and everything. But I was like, I, I feel comfortable enough to go do a small yeah. little project. Um, and I did that. And I met I met some people. Uh, they're production company called dirty shot clean in la um who i now when i'm back in la i meet with once a week to like develop and collaborate on new uh projects and they're working on a feature film that's coming up that Mm -hmm. they were nice enough to write me a part in and then also during uh in may of 2021 um i did a tape for a show in new york that was filming in new york a new apple tv show mm-hmm. starring Anne Hathaway and oh Jared Leto. Um, I don't know how much I could say about it, but whatever. Um, but it's, it's, it's about the whole WeWork scandal that happened in New York with Adam Newman and his wife. Um, I'm obsessed with that story. They're, and they're playing each of them. Uh, and I got a, a little co-star few line yeah. role on that. I got to work with Anne Hathaway, which is kind of cool. I got to meet her. Cool. Um, and so I filmed that in 2021, which was different. Um, again, because yeah, the world of that versus the network television show pre-COVID, yeah, and then, and then being on set in the COVID world was crazy different. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't even, you weren't really talking to people between takes. You were like masked up, isolated. Go to set, take every mask to your lines, put your mask back on, leave. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but all this to say, I, I uh, I've. Uh, started to really fall in love with the TV film world as well. The theater's kind of like my first love and it's what I've done the most. And I think TV film being newer yeah. is kind of exciting um, and, and acting in that medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and I've kind of delved a little bit more into the writing world too. I, yeah. I wrote a short film that you've seen. I was um, gonna ask you about it, but pause because before we yeah. get there, talk to me about like, you know, if someone's listening right now and they don't have a lot of experience in the TV film world, but they're coming from a theatrical background, what would you say is the difference between an audition for a theater production versus mm-hmm. a commercial or a film or something on TV? Like, what would you say I, is the I, biggest difference? I mean, I think what the biggest difference is for a TV film audition, there's still a camera there, um, yeah. even in the audition. Yeah. Um, so it, it versus like, it's almost, when you go in for a theater job, you almost have to, 
it's that awkward collab uh, calibration of I'm performing in a small space, but this show is in a big theater. So how yeah. do I show that I can fill a big theater while also not being annoying in this tiny yeah. room? Uh-huh. And then it's kind of the opposite for TV film because it's like I made kind of a big room with people sitting there watching me live, but they're really just filming me on a camera. So you still have to be really diligent about um, like a lot of the Bob Krakauer things that we've learned, which I in those little workshops we did at Texas State. They I still live with I, I, they, you to this day. So yeah. much, but it's just such subtle, like literally just, you have to plan out a subtle eye movement and things. Mm. Cause that re- and, 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 and how to effectively move your body on camera um, and within framing. Um, and so like, I, I'm pretty diligent to ask like, what's my framing here? Uh, even in the auditions. Um, and uh, yeah, it's that 100% technique, 100% spontaneity, like Bob Krakauer says, yeah. um, of knowing, because that's what can throw you. If you don't have those things planned out, and then they say, all right, action, do your audition. Yeah, Those are the things where you start to look like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. On, on yeah, it actually needs to be more planned out than you than you think, um, especially when 100%. you get, you know, a script and you have to, it's, even if it's just a short little like two page script you actually do need to plan out where you're looking and how, and, and all these different points of view, because the camera picks all of that up. So mm-hmm. it's way different than spontaneity in the theater world where essentially you can plan it out, but then you can throw that away and then just walk into the room and be whatever you want. Totally. And, and a lot of the stuff, uh, the entry level of film, like co-star roles that are like under five lines mm-hmm. that I'm getting are, are very reactionary characters anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and so being, being Lots diligent about, about planning those yeah. technical, as opposed to just like standing there and just waiting for your cue, you know, knowing, oh, here I can tell a story with literally just like looking to the side for a sec and mm-hmm. that will explain to the camera how I'm feeling about what they're saying to me. And, and I've, I, I've kind of felt like those are the things that they're looking for, for these little uh, smaller role gigs right. that are reactionary. Just like, okay, do they know how to behave on screen versus, yeah, versus stage where you can kind of move more freely and you use your full body. Whereas <laughs> for the most part in film, it's like, boop, it's just like from your head to your shoulders. Yeah, right. Okay, so tell me more about the God Can. I want to know how it started, how you yeah. even, what was the process of even writing it, and then how did it become what it eventually came to be? Yeah, uh, the God Can is the short film that I wrote uh, that I collaborated on with um, uh, Dirty Shot Clean uh, in, cl- in collaboration with uh, a production company that actually my dad has created and that I've kind of worked with him on. We if you remember, cool. we produced Merrily We Roll Along mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, it's called Four Leaf uh, Productions. Um, and I don't know. I, I was working with these guys, and they, it was cool because they were also young, like, similar in age, a few years older than me, but also kind of on the come up, on the rise, trying yeah. to, like, figure this out, trying to build something cool. Um, and the director had never directed something that someone else had written. He was always the writer-director on their projects. Um, and I was like, well, hey, I, if, if I write anything, I'd love to send it to you. We can maybe talk about it. There's no pressure to do it or not. But uh, it, it was kind of a valuable thing for me to write and for him to direct someone else's writing and see what that process is like. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of inspired uh, by the landscape of Los Angeles. Um, I was driving around and actually there was this, uh, of all places, this church in L.A., which is yeah. like it literally in like not the nicest street in LA, but there's this tiny little church 
that was, oh, I, I would always drive by it and it, it had its doors open 24 hours a day. Um, so I would drive by at like two in the morning sometimes and there'd be like one person sitting inside. Wow. And, I, and it just like, uh, regardless of any kind of faith aspect, that was just intriguing to me. Like mm -hmm. one person, what, why would they be there at this hour of the day? It's pitch black all around. There's just this little light from this church and one person sitting inside. Um, and then, it, so it kind of just got me thinking and launched uh, the story that became The God Can, which is about uh, two, a, a couple uh, struggling with the onset of, of addiction in their lives. Um, they're a young couple. Um, and finding this uh, kind of hope or what looks to be a potential way out uh, mm -hmm. or saving grace um, in an unexpected place. Um, and yeah, so we made that. We did that thing. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we filmed it in two days. Um, two two like, days? Full 12 hour, like long, amazing, gritty, in the trenches days, which was wow. so fun. Which is cool because like, that, that's what I'm really loving about independent film world too and making my own stuff and working because they're not wrong when they say TV film is a lot of hurry up and wait, you know? Um, and it's true, but also in, in certain projects, it's like you are in the trenches and it, it, it's not as much weight as it is like, let's, we got to get in there, get everything and get out. So it's, it was kind of, it was different compared to, Fox network, <laughs> you know, where it's, that's like a machine that has all the time in the world there. I'm there for three lines and they, and I'm there for 12 hours and I'm only used for 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> versus, which is also great. Um, uh, and you still get to watch and learn and, and talk and, uh, meet people and stuff. But this was like guerrilla style filmmaking where you're just getting in, getting out. We're up against the clock. We have one day to do this and we don't get it all. We don't, we have to figure out and edit, you know, um, which was really, really exciting. Um, and, and it was the most artistically fulfilled I've probably ever been wow. in my life, um, creating that. And, and it's funny because it, it's not perfect. And there are certain things I'm like, Oh, I would have loved to change that up or rewritten this scene, mm -hmm. but it's like kind of okay. You know, that in its imperfection, it's, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it feels like, uh, a little peg in the uh, journey of me as a writer, which is really yeah. cool. Um, and it was cool to collaborate with friends and uh, it, it was very in-house, which was awesome. Um, and in a very safe environment to like fail and try things and deal with uh, complicated subject matter, which was yeah. really, really fun. That's awesome. I'm excited to see where that one goes. Cause I yeah, saw it's it, loved it. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's really, really good. And I'm excited to see what else you're going to write. Cause if yeah. that was the starting point <laughs> yeah it's Maybe fun it it's like, it's just yeah. different mm -hmm. i'm just yeah i'm very i'm very open to anything right now in, in terms of new york like i'm still my agents are new york based yeah um and so and, and they've been very open to me being out in la yeah. um and we'll see how that because everything's self-tape right now so we'll mm -hmm. see how how that continues and how that relationship continues or if it has to come to an end if i'm staying in la or whatever like it, it, it i'm kind of open to anything but I, I, I really loved New York. I'm from LA and I think I have finally grown to appreciate LA after being out of LA for a long yeah. time. I see pictures of New York and people in New York and I'm like, ah, New York. You miss it. You miss it. Yeah, yeah, I do. There's something just so romantic about New York um, that you can't really like explain. Um, and it's a roller coaster of ups and downs in New York for sure, which LA feels a little 
more just because I, I know LA more than New York yeah. and I was still getting to know New York uh, at this moment. And also if I'm, if I'm gearing towards TV film, like LA, I think I want to be in, but doing theater again is, it, it's a, it's a conflict. It's, uh, it is, I'm kind I of pulled, I'm pulled in multiple directions for I sure, see. but it's good. It's all good. You know, <laughs> not pulled. Do not sing pulled right I'm now. I'm being pulled in a new direction, <laughs> but I think I, I like, like it. it. <laughs> Oh, I hate. I hate that. I hated that so much. <laughs> I know you did too. So, uh, and then you also, I think this is kind of cool and, and interesting to talk about is how exactly, I mean, I know the story, but I, I would love for you to talk about this. Um, when it came to actually like signing with your agents, hmm. yeah. how, um, how did that go about? I mean, I know that they came from Showcase, right? So mm-hmm. tell yeah. me about the the your mindset behind like even choosing the material that you ended up choosing for showcase and then, Mm -hmm. and then what those meetings were like with the, with your agents. Yeah. Uh, showcase was an interesting thing. My, my package specifically of songs, um, was changing up until like the week before. Right. And just in case anyone doesn't know showcase, meaning like, um, senior showcase, like you get out of your, your senior year of college, if you're doing like a BFA in musical theater, lots of times people have a showcase, but keep going. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, mine was changing up, up until like the last (laughs) possible second, which was kind of funny. Um, but it was actually because, um, we had an agent come see it early, Uh um, and they gave some feedback. Um, and it happened that one of my songs, like I, I had three songs, one of which, or two of which were telling the same story. And so they suggested either cut one or change one because what I'm getting the same What songs were you choosing between? Um, Do you remember? Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Every Single Day from Harmony by Barry Manilow, um, <laughs> which, is a, which is a love song. Uh-huh. Um, I had that, and then I was also doing Everybody's Talking which is kind of interesting. And Ooh. he was getting the same story from both those because of the way we did Everybody's Talking, the Harry Nielsen song. The, uh, we set it up as uh, also like a romantic lead kind of love song. Okay. Um, and so both were telling the same story. And then I was also doing um, Someone Else's Skin from Catch Me If You Can. Uh-huh. Um, and so we ended up cutting every single day. And then I replaced that with Barrett's song uh. from Titanic. Um, just to show a little bit more of a kind of grungier, like away from the love side of things. Yeah. Um, Which, and that was that, yeah, a little darker, uh, a little more kind of, yeah, strong and burly and uh, yeah. Um, And and that, and I was super open to that because I loved that song. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so we, we added that song in and then I felt like my package was, was fine. We, we, because we cut every single day, I ended up cutting uh, my monologue too. So I was one of the only, I think I might've been the only one that actually didn't do a monologue. It's funny. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I want to be an actor. I only want to, I've been singing like as, um, but I want to act. But then we kind of came to the realization that like the, the songs that I had chosen were enough storytelling to show that I could also act. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, just in, in the process of it all that ended up getting cut. Um, yeah. And then we showcased and I had, I had a few meetings, uh, with a few agents, um, that I was kind of deciding between. And then what's funny is I thought I had decided on one agent um, that I, I had a meeting and I really, I, they were awesome uh, and, it, and they still are. Um, and, and then 
I ended up having a follow-up meeting with the agent that I have now, which is HCKR, which is formerly Harding Curtis Associates. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a follow-up meeting with uh, a couple more agents because I hadn't met them all yet uh, in my first meeting. I had a follow-up with the other two agents that I hadn't met yet. And in that meeting, uh, specifically, things changed. And mm. I, I was like, oh, wait, these are kind of, I, I think these are my people. Um, mm-hmm. And then also with the guidance of Rachel Hoffman, who helped produce our showcase, uh, who mm-hmm. works at Telsey, um, I then was down to these top two. And then I messaged her um, and was like, because w- I didn't know any, I didn't know that much about agents. You know, yeah. you kind of just know, like, it's, you know, based on word of mouth and like what people say, oh, that's a good one. And yeah. oh, that one's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I messaged her and she got back to me just saying, it was kind of funny because because also Rachel didn't know us that well. And so she was like, one of these, uh, I, I would, I call all my ensemble dancer people in. Mm-hmm. I, I, for if, if you go with them, this other one, I, I, I call in principals. Wow. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm not an answer. So great. <laughs> um, so then that's how I landed on HCKR. And what kind um, of questions do they ask in those meetings? Like pull back the curtain. I want to know because um, yeah. those are things that, that, you know, when a kid graduates from college, it's so unknown and they have no idea what they're walking into and you honestly don't know until you actually do it. So yeah. What kind of stuff are they yeah. asking you? Um, well, luckily also in BFA, as you know, we, we did our mock Asian meetings mm-hmm. and they were pretty accurate to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but it was things like wanting to know what shows I see myself in, uh, right now on Broadway, what's currently running that you yeah. think that you want to get in for. Um, and so I had to be ready with that or even regional, like, show, like I knew that the rights to, Newsies was out. And so I was like, right. I also anywhere send me in for Jack. Like, yeah. I know that about myself. Um, and so they asked a lot about that. They did ask about myself too. Um, and like, which is where I'm from. I could tell they were trying to get a sense of me as a human. Um, and and I, I feel like I'm fairly decent at just being myself and not trying yeah. to put on anything. Um, and then what was really helpful, which they didn't ask, but I was like, I want to make this a point to tell them is that because I had been uh during college I had been taping for Dear Van Hansen many 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 times for various covers and roles and things like that and that was I found that to be I think the most valuable information that I gave them which which was just like I now have a relationship with Tara Rubin's office um that's so important yeah um and, and just that I knew who that was and that like I had a foot in the door there and, and, and I could just kind of see them kind of perk up like, oh, that that's really good to know. Write yeah, that down. Because but, at the end of the day, know. like an agent is working hand in hand with these casting directors every single day. So uh, it's actually interesting that you mentioned Rachel Hoffman and her her insight on the different agencies, because that's who they work with. They're literally speaking with these people every day talking about different clients and stuff like that and who to call in for certain shows. So Right. And to hear, yeah, from... Rachel Hoffman, who's like literally one of the top casting directors that like, I, uh, if you go with them and you're this, I'll call you in for this. If you go in with them, hmm. I'll call you in for this kind of, these kind of roles. And it mm-hmm. was like, oh, that, that was very easy. What, uh, which one I should go with now. And I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I, and I wouldn't have known that. And I might've gone the other direction, which it probably still would have, it could have worked out and everything, but yeah. it was just interesting. Um, but yeah, in those agent meetings, it was, it was really about, just kind of speaking as a professional um, and as uh, someone, I think they wanted to get a sense of how much I actually knew yeah. um, and, and the things I didn't know yet. Yeah. Um, which BFA really helped 
prepare mm -hmm. us for, I think. Um, and then, yeah, and and then also there were other people that interviewed with them that they didn't offer signing to, like, it, and just because it didn't work it out, it's just like it was, yeah, it wasn't a right fit. Um, and so I, I left that uh, without knowing for sure yet if they were even wanting to work with me. I was like, I, I would love to work with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I corresponded a little bit more, and then we we found each other. We found um, each other. Yeah, and I've been with them. It's kind of crazy that since yeah, 2018, it's, it's already it's almost weird. been like four years. That's mm -hmm. crazy. So you're the way they work. Yeah, basically, because the way they work mm -hmm. is they sign you for a year, and then if if that year works out, they sign you for three years. Oh, that's, that's they, how that that's works. That's their that's the progression they like to do. That's cool. Um, so I'm currently with them through May, yeah. and then we'll see. But uh, they've been great. Um, I would recommend them to anyone. They are. They've been really. I really appreciated that. I, I feel like they're working for me. Which is which is good. I never feel upset if I have to turn something down, mm -hmm. uh, whether or not because I don't feel right for it or because like I'm too busy with something else. It's a partnership. Or, it's a partnership. Yeah. That's how Whereas it should be. I, I know of other people that have had agents that are that have been like, well, why? Yeah. Whereas they're kind of no questions asked. They're like, we follow your lead. Here, this audition came in. Tell us your thoughts if you want to do it. And then that's a great and, 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 place to be. It, yeah. It's I, I and I didn't know that that was the place that it would be either, which is it's been like a really nice surprise, mm -hmm. um, because there have been for various reasons things I've had to turn down that maybe they were would have wanted me to audition for, but there was never any kind of animosity or any kind of like, well, who does he think he is? You know, yeah. it was very much like, oh yeah, we get it, totally on to the next. Yeah, because um, in, because I think for so long people actors are beaten down and and made to think that they can't advocate for themselves in that way but at the end of the day like you're not even going to stay in the industry that long if you're starting to do things for other people just to please other people it's not it's right. not sustainable and, and get ready for what i'm going to do here okay mm -hmm. uh it was really cool i met this guy michael mastro when i did west side story um <laughs> who was our associate director in gladhand who had been with my agent for like the past 20 years Oh my God. And that was right after I had been with them, like gotten signed with them. It was like less than a year. And so getting to talk with him about them and like hearing his insights was super helpful. So what you're trying to say is you want to tell me about West Side Story <laughs> and I want to know all about it because the production looked absolutely incredible. And how long were you in that production too? I mean, this was before the pandemic. This was pre, pre panty. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, when did I, that, that feels like literally 10 years. Probably ago. like 2019, right? I see photos of us freshman year, my freshman year, and those are like eight years ago, seven years ago. That's yeah, that's crazy. disgusting. Um, if anyone wants any wild photos of Maggie, just message me. Um, just kidding. Oh boy. He was a saint. No. Um, <laughs> the saints of Newark. Um <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was 2019. Mm -hmm. That would have been in like, that was like a long process. Uh, yeah. that was like a couple months, few months casting process. Um, again, I, I was in a Chipotle and I got the audition and I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I just got an audition for Tony and West Side Story. That's cool. It's in Japan. That's cool. Uh, not probably not going to happen, but yeah, I'll go in for it. You know, um, <laughs> how, and many then I went in, how many like auditions and callbacks did you have? Honestly, not that many. It's just that the process was so spread out because it was a big puzzle. Yeah. Um, and and for for Japanese local television, they were filming a documentary as well. 
Um, oh my god, I was, forgot. Yeah. Oh have I showed you that? I probably have. I don't think you have. I'll but I remember you, you telling it's, me about it in process and I was like, it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um no, it, it, so I went in initially for that. Uh and it, it, the director was David Saints, and it was what Jack and C casting. David yep. Saint was the associate director on the 2009 revival. And he oh, was cool. like like Arthur Lawrence's sole uh like um heir of all of it he got all like he was literally like his protege uh and and now he's the president of the arthur lawrence estate um he just worked with spielberg on the movie as like a lead producer consultant Mm -hmm. um and so went in for that uh, and and all i knew all i had known is oh my gosh he did the one at the hollywood bowl with jeremy jordan (laughs) uh like he directed that that's so cool and i went in and i sang and then i did a scene Mm-hmm. And I felt very good about it. It was really, and Tim Heller, who went to Texas State, was in the room as my reader. Oh my he God, was literally I playing That's my right. riff. Um, and I was just like, this is, what's going on? Um, but yeah, uh, I went in. The first thing he said, actually, which is hilarious, was, You remind me of a young Jeremy Jordan. I was no. like, Oh, did I get it? Um, uh, but and then I, and I was, hate was, you for that. I hate you for that, by the way. <laughs> okay. He was super nice, uh-huh. uh, super nice. And then I, I left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't think they were having callbacks for like another three weeks to a month hmm. just because they were doing seeing everyone else for everything else and whatever. Uh, but after that first audition, I got a call from my agent <laughs> and they were like, I don't know if this will make you nervous, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I was like, well, okay. Uh, they were like, you're, you're the front runner. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I literally, literally, so don't screw it up. Uh, I was like, but <laughs> I'm like, you just took a big gamble on if that would make me nervous or not. Um, that could just totally sabotage everything, you know? Yep. Um, um, so yeah, uh, and then I did a call back and I was, we were paired with Maria's um, and I was paired with uh, the beautiful Sonia Balsara, who I actually ended up getting it with, cool. which is really cool. From the start, we were both paired together. Um, we did, we were there for a long time, uh, going in and out individually, then together, they mixed and matched a couple people. We left there and then there was going to be a final callback after that, uh, another like a month later. Um, and, and, and that one was weird because we got there and there was a bunch of other people going in that we had never seen before. And we were like, wait, (laughs) what's going on here? Um, and then so and we were there again all day uh going in and out partnered with different people um and then it was down to us and another couple of people then they let those other people go and they just had us and then they're like we need to yeah. see you for one more thing i forgot about <laughs> this uh-huh. and, and uh, i mean it was kind of obvious like <laughs> what was happening um and there was like a camera like in our face um <laughs> They're like, they need to see you for one more thing. And so like we walked in and I looked at her, I was like, I think I got it. Um, <laughs> and then we walked inside and the director was like, I just want to tell you guys that you guys have been chosen to be Tony and Maria. Um, and which was really awesome. And the lead producer, Kimiko Yoshi was there and some other people um, on the production team and they filmed our reaction or whatever. And then they cut together this whole like, reality show looking documentary series mm-hmm. that they aired in japan and then yeah so then we were in rehearsals for that at new 42 
um, during the summer of 2019, like July yeah. to August. And then we were in Japan for four months at this brand new oh my god theater called uh, Stage Around. There's 1,400 seats. It's like a big house that sits on a turntable that then rotates throughout the show as action dictates. But yeah, and so they wanted to open it with West Side Story. So that we were there. It was designed by Anna Luizos, who's like a Tony Award winning set designer, lighting designed by Ken Billington, another Tony Award winning. He did like Sunday in the Park of George. Um, uh, and yeah. Um, <laughs> but so it was, it was wild because this was actually a non-union because it was in Japan. They were oh, able to cast right. it non-union. So this was before it was equity. And, but having these like Broadway designers on it they were coming up to us being like get ready you're never going to do anything like this again like <laughs> it was absolutely also I, I should send you a video like a minute long video of the whole space that you could like put on instagram or i want to post it it mm-hmm. is un it, it's so hard to explain but these were like it was like sound stages they were like real life to scale sets like she created a cityscape she's like i'm not she's like i feel like i'm not set designing i'm literally city planning yeah it was it was a really wild dream experience just to play Tony and West Side Story mm. and sing that music in this kind of space. Never once did we have a technical difficulty. Never once did we have to hold for anything. It was the most, and, and Japan, it, I want to go back tomorrow. I just want to know like why you just continue to play all of these roles with the Italian. same accent. They're always Italian. I know. They're I know. It's Jack Kelly. It's Frankie Valli. It's Tony. Yep. It's Drift. That show off Broadway was an all Italian family drama. Yes. And I'm not Italian. You're not Italian um, and you're not from over. here. So it's over for me. It's over um, for you. Can't I've been exposed. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Um, but I love these roles. They're super awesome. Um, but yeah, so, and then like for tonight, we were on our balcony, you know, as you are usually in that scene. And then all of a sudden we start being like, tonight, tonight. And it starts extending over the audience. It was like magic carpet ride. It was like, it was a little Aladdin moment. Um, while these projection screens behind us close and then get literally people in the audience were like, it, it felt with these LED production screens, they were putting projecting a, like a video of literally like rising above New York City. And so the audience, it, while like they're like- floating with you? Literally, yes. It was God. insane. Yeah, it was, that was wild. And, and like just one of my first jobs, which was like yeah. really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, I, I owe a lot to Gail and Scott at Will Jack and C for continued uh, jobs. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're just the best and they're, I don't know, you've gone in for them, you know, they're like so supportive. My last question for you, Trevor is 18 year old Trevor. Okay. So before you even go <laughs> to like college, like before you do anything, right. What would you, if you could go back, what would you tell him? What, like, oh gosh. what's like your biggest piece of advice that you feel like you would go back and tell him? As cliche as it is, it's just, it, I, I think it's that take a breath, you'll end up where you end up and that's going to yeah. be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because I went into the whole college audition process, um, not necessarily nervous, but having all these like preconceived ideas of like, well, this is a top school. And so I want to go to, I want to, my dream school is Michigan. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to go to Michigan. That's where I, that's where I belong. And I did my whole audition process and for colleges and I had a lot of fun. I, 
that's also what I would tell anyone. Like, don't listen to people when they're like, it's the worst. It's so awful. I'm like, no, it's so fun. You get to perform at, like so much. And, and it's almost like experimenting, seeing what works, what doesn't. And like, you're not going to get into every program. And if you do, that's awesome. But you're, I didn't, like, no one does. You'll end up where you're supposed to end up. You'll don't put too much pressure on it. Like do good work, but also enjoy the ride because it was like, I had a blast. Every, every audition I walked into, I was like, this is fun. Like, and this is what I'm going to be doing. Cause that's what we are. We're professional auditioners. <laughs> like, yeah. so I'm like, might as well get used to it now and like start practicing it and getting good at it. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go to Michigan. Uh, I did my whole, like Texas state was the last place I auditioned for, but it was the first place I heard back from. I did on campus, which if you're going to audition for Texas state, try to go on campus. I think, uh, just cause just it's it. a really, really amazing experience. And during that whole audition day on campus, I, I, my whole perspective shifted. I was like, because mm. I didn't really know much about Texas State. I had heard a few people suggest it, and I was just like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go audition here. And then I fell in love. And I was like, oh, like, and so it was the first school I heard back from, mm. and I accepted right away. I didn't hear back from, I didn't wait to hear from any other schools. Mm. Um, I committed, like, the day I got that offer. It's okay to have, like, your preconceived notions and, like, goals, but also be open to, like, accepting when those change is what I would tell myself and not, and don't, and don't be surprised when they do change. Um, you rock. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Thank you for waking up probably earlier than normal. I got two shows today, baby. Let's I know go. you got those two shows. I appreciate you making the time. I know it's like of course. a weird, a weird life now that you live now going back into these shows and like <laughs> nine shows, these nine, nine nine show weeks. weeks. <laughs> I literally, After our next two weeks nothing. are eight. Our next two weeks are eight, and I've that never felt vacation. so relieved That's to be doing vacation. eight shows. <laughs>